Do I need to turn this on? No, I guess I don't. Well, it's great to be with you. Cozy. Great to be with you this morning. Um, and I know this isn't where most preachers tend to stand or sit. But um, this morning... But it is Christmas, I mean, you know, if you weren't sure, we've spent a whole month on the Advent Conspiracy and that's been wonderful in the places that I've been, uh, mostly up in the mountains. And, uh, uh, but, you know, there's something about December 1st, right? There's, it, if, if it ever feels like Christmas, it's at the start of December. And so... Um, I was just thinking through some of the carols, and I'm sure that you know we sang one this morning. We'll, we'll sing lots more, but uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit was really speaking to me about it. Just a couple of particular ideas, much more that, that seems to diminish them. Ideas makes them sound like just a, a mental thing, but really revelations, uh, truths uh, about God and about us. And uh, I want us together to just sing through a few of the carols and. Just allow God to speak to us and minister to us through those songs. This morning we sang one of them. Joy. I like that chorus. Unspeakable joy. An overflowing well. An overflowing well. No one can tell. Joy. Unspeakable joy. Rises in my soul, rises in my soul. Let, what is it? No one. Never let me go. That's right. Joy. Let's sing it together. Unspeakable joy. Overflowing well. No tongue can tell. Joy, joy. Unspeakable joy rises in my soul, rises in my soul. Oh, never lets me go, joy, joy, unspeakable joy, an overflowing well, no tongue can tell, joy. Sing it. Is come, let earth receive her King, and let every heart prepare Him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. We sing joy, 
I'm so glad that the writer of this hymn, Carol, did not write happiness to the world. Because happiness is such a, a poor cousin to joy. Happiness is, is such a kind of a fake joy, an attempt at joy. Because happiness relies on happenings. It relies on what's happening around us. And the world is so after happiness, and I can't understand why they don't realize that what they need is not happiness, they need joy. <laughs> joy. Because joy is not dependent on circumstances. Joy is not a feeling, it's a decision, it's a choice, it's a revelation. In fact, the, the Greek speaks about just the idea of delighting ourselves in the Lord or, or like leaning towards God's grace. That's joy. It's just kind of leaning in and realizing who God is and what He's done. Well, that doesn't require it to be a good day or a bad day or doesn't really matter what kind of day it is. Joy is our portion. Joy is what we have in Jesus. Joy is what He exemplified for us because even in His darkest moments, we know that Hebrews said, for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross, despising the shame. And now He sits down at the right hand of the Father. Oh, I want that joy. I need that joy. And all I've got to do is just lean towards, just lean into who He is. His character, His goodness, His faithfulness, His love, His grace. He is a creator. He is the one who spoke things into being and they became about. And He sustains all things by His Word. He is the one who made a way when we couldn't make a way because we had separated ourselves from God by our own rejection of Him, by our own decisions sent His only Son so that we can experience, we can know that joy, that joy indescribable, that joy unspeakable. <laughs> Let's sing that chorus again. Joy, unspeakable joy, unspeakable joy, overflowing well. No tongue can tell Joy Unspeakable joy Rises in my soul Never lets me go One more time, joy Joy Unspeakable joy tongue can tell 
this morning. Let your joy enter deep into our souls. Let your joy overflow and consume us beyond any circumstance, beyond how we're feeling today, whether we're feeling happy or not. Lord, let your joy infuse every part of our life. That revelation that you are God, you are omniscient. There's nothing that takes you by surprise. You're omnipotent. You're all-powerful. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, we just imbibe that joy. We drink it. We, we just swallow it whole this morning. All of your joy. We receive it. We receive your joy in this place. Let it stir, stir within us. Let it become contagious. Something that we can't hold to ourselves. Something that we have to pass on to people around us. Romans 14, 17 says that the kingdom of God is not about what we eat or drink. But it's about righteousness, peace and Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Joy comes from you. Joy comes through you. You bring joy. Holy Spirit, come, come, come and refresh us with joy this morning in this place. Joy, abundant, life-giving joy, powerful joy, strength-giving joy. Well, of course, joy comes from the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that's joy. Joy is power. We thank you for your joy this morning, Lord. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your joy. Whether you're feeling it or not, why don't you just thank Him for His joy? Thank you, Lord, for joy. It's powerful. It's life-giving. Thank you for your joy. We receive your joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, Pastor Rick has been um, talking about greater for a long time, huh? We've been on this topic. And in particular, as we came into this last season of the year, uh, Pastor Rick was talking about descending into greater or decreasing into greater, diminishing into greater. You know, those wonderful kind of oxymorons that the Bible does, uh, puts these opposites in place, which are, are true uh, you know, that God uses the weak things of this world to confound the strong. He uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. As Corinthians tells us, 1 Corinthians 1.27. And um, as I was thinking of 
this carol away in a manger. I just thought about how insignificant a manger was and how insignificant the place was. You know, Jesus wasn't born in, in Rome or in Jerusalem, just in Bethlehem. Grew up in Nazareth. What good can come from Nazareth? And I just thought about this idea of the inconsequential places. That's where your extraordinary grace is. You make the weak strong and you make the poor rich. Your glory to shine on our faces. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about all the little things. You know this bit. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Inconsequential places, it's where your extraordinary grace is. You make the weak strong, and you make the poor rich. Your glory to shine on our faces. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about all the little things. The cattle are lowing. The cattle are lowing. The baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by my side until morning is night. Inconsequential places, inconsequential places, that's where your extraordinary grace is. You make the weak strong, and you make the poor rich, your glory to shine on our faces. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about all the little things. Oh yeah. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about all the little things. You know, I'm all into... Um, I think in this day and age, we're very much into identifying our strengths. We do all those little tests and find out what we're good at. And then we go, you know, obviously we need to pursue what we're good at because they're God's gifts to us, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, 
And clearly God used Paul's strengths. He knew the Bible, he knew the Old Testament, knew the Israelite scriptures like few did. And yet at the same time, he just was so unwilling to boast about the things that he was good at. Because he said, at the end of the day, it's not the things that I'm good at that demonstrate how good God is. It's the things that I utterly fail in. (laughs) It's the areas that I'm weak. (laughs) And it takes him a bit to get to this point, you know, because he actually asked God to remove a weakness in 2 Corinthians 12. But he ends up going... God reminds him that his grace is sufficient for him. And so he says, you know what? I'm going to boast about my weaknesses. (laughs) Because it's in those where God will be demonstrated. His strength, his ability, his capacity, his miraculous power. And I don't know where you're feeling weak as you head into this period. Maybe it's in a particular relationship that you just feel like you're powerless in that place maybe it's in a workspace that you just really feel like you you don't have any voice or any say Um, maybe you're feeling really powerless in finances Um, I don't know where it is all of us are powerless all of us are weak in something right (laughs) you know what that's where God loves to be That's where he's going to show himself faithful. He's going to show himself good. He's going to show himself able. Because it's inconsequential places. That's where your extraordinary grace is. You make the weak strong. And you make the poor rich. Your glory to shine on our faces. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about all the little things. Oh, yes, Lord, I'm so grateful. So grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about all I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about the little things. I'm so grateful you care about all the little things. He said he doesn't allow a sparrow to fall to the ground without knowing about it. Maybe there's some area where you felt maybe God just doesn't care or maybe God's too busy with the big stuff. But he cares about the little things. Lord, so we give the little things over to you this morning. The little things that we're carrying little places we feel insignificant and we just surrender them to your grace surrender them to your will to your purpose to your power we're so grateful that you care about little things
You can take your seats again. Joy. And then the idea that God cares about the little things and His grace is the thing that triumphs in our weakness. And the third thing that God put on my heart this morning was again this idea of peace. We talk about peace. The world really has no idea of peace. It thinks that peace is a lack of conflict. You know, when there's no wars, that, that's peace. But actually, that's, it might be a, some kind of sign, indication of peace. But actually, peace is not, again, to do with anything that's happening externally. Peace what's happening inside us shalom it's wholeness it's a gift Jesus said in John 14 27 my peace I give to you and I don't give it as the world gives it peace is conditional you know a peace treaty well you know that's only as good as while everyone's obeying the rules of the treaty. That's not Jesus' peace. His peace isn't conditional upon how you're acting at the moment or how you're thinking. He gives you His peace. Because peace is not an idea, it's a person. The Prince of Peace. He is your peace. Jesus is your peace. I don't know, if you're not living with peace, who are you living with? He is our peace. The Prince of Peace. I don't know where you need peace in your life. We all need it. Maybe you feel completely at peace, peace with God, peace internally. But I can pretty much guarantee there's probably some space where there is a lack of peace. And I want you right now in that particular space just to offer that to Jesus. An exchange of gifts. Have you done that? You know, you give something to someone, they give something to you. This is an entirely unfair exchange because we get to give God our mess, our struggle, our disasters, <laughs> our problems, our cares. <laughs> And he gives us his peace. Wrap up all of that junk this morning. Wrap up all of the refuse. Sweep that stuff out of the corners. Wrap it all up into a big present and give it to Jesus. Peace has come. Peace.
everyone this morning in this place is drawn near to Jesus. Maybe you don't even know what that means. Where is he? How do I get near him? Well, the wonderful thing is that he not only died and was resurrected on the third day, but he's now in heaven with his heavenly father. And that's good for us because while he was on earth, he could only be in one place at one time. But because he was resurrected and he left this planet and awaits for us in eternity, that meant that he could be in all of our hearts if we only invite him in. By his spirit, he can be in my heart and he can be in your heart. And he can be around the other side of the world in the hearts of the believers who are singing his praises those in Perth who are just waking up thinking about church, those who are still asleep in the other side of the world. All it takes is an invitation for him to come in, for us to recognize our need for what he is, who he is, for what he's done. It's just saying, Jesus, I know I have rejected you. Maybe I've rejected you out of ignorance. Maybe I've, maybe I've, I've, actively rejected God, but I know I want to draw near because I know that you have the thing that I need, peace, life, hope, forgiveness, and I need all those things. Just a simple prayer to surrender your life to Jesus and he comes in and the Prince of Peace lives in our heart forever, not only in this life, but then he invites us home to eternity in his ultimate peace and love and grace and goodness. I invite you this morning, if you've not invited him in, do it. You don't have to make a big scene, big song and dance about it. Just invite him in. Jesus, come in. I open up my heart to you. I surrender my life to you. Just like that. And then make sure you tell someone about it. Because probably the person next to you has already done that. And they'll just be really excited to talk about what has happened when you've opened up your life to Him. sing one more carol. You really will be sick of them by the end of this Christmas, won't you? It's profound. I mean, they're not just songs, are they? There's revelation, there's truth, there's powerful stuff in there. If we would just take a little moment to hear from God what He's speaking, what He's breathing through those carols. I love seeing, you know, the thousands of people around the domain singing, Christ is Lord, you know, and just think, wow, if, if just that broke through the, the 
mental vocal barrier. That is such a profound declaration you're making. Could change your life. stand together. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing all the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous things.
Amen. Thank you, Claire. Please take your seat.